We're going to go to the hat of nonsense here in a little bit, pick some games for the most ridiculous reasons possible. But a little bit of a developing story for tonight's NFL game between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. According to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, NFL security is investigating whether someone was filming the team's practice on Wednesday. Somebody was filming the Dolphins' practice ahead of tonight's game. Belichick? You would think. (laughs) Last time I checked, Bill Belichick is not coaching the Bengals, right? My understanding is that where the Dolphins were practicing is where Cincinnati, the college team, the Bearcats play, Nippert Stadium. You've been there, right, Julian? I have. Yeah, it's it's just like Wallace Wade Stadium. And just like Wallace Wade Stadium, there are people who can walk around while there's a practice going on. And uh, according to some folks, uh, including um, who writes for the Bengals, uh, Paul Denner, he uh, covers the Bengals for The Athletic, he pointed out that Nippert Stadium, where the Dolphins were practicing, is an open public stadium right in the middle of campus. People are always walking through there with a view of the field. According to Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, the Dolphins noticed that people were watching the walkthrough Wednesday in Cincinnati, so they made a sly adjustment. All the clips that are circulating on Twitter right now have 12 players on offense. Fake plays, fake routes on real plays. Either way, Mike McDaniel and company trying to stay one step ahead. There isn't a person who's watching plays off of Twitter to figure out how to prepare for a game. Football coaches crack me up because, yeah, all the plays that you ran in the first three weeks of the season, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to run some sort of variation of those plays. (laughs) And guess what? Everyone has all access to those. So give it up. Not if you're Matt Rule, though, because they got their RPO. They can do all sorts of things, right? That's right. I mean, hey. He, he, I mean, he could he, run, he could pass, he could the, run or pass. The things that you typically do when you're trying to move the ball forward. Yeah, I mean, you could probably drop kick it, too, if you really want Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, so there's all sorts of ways that you can pick games. You can put your hand in the dirt. You can look at betting lines over the last couple of weeks. Or you can pick a game for a completely dumb reason. That's why we go to the Hat of Nonsense. The Hat of Nonsense. Dennis Cox, the producer of this program, has a handful of games for us, and he's going to present us a really ridiculous thing to pick a team for. Yep. So what do we got? We'll start out of the conference and out of the state real fast. I want to know, between Kentucky and Ole Miss, pick this game based on the coach complaining the most about lines at the store. Ooh. Doesn't our guy complain about everything? Well, Lane Kiffin? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin was already complaining about attendance because, oh my goodness, the Grove and tailgating, people don't want to actually go to the game. He's also complaining about salary caps yep. and, yeah. Yeah, so Lane Kiffin does strike me as, this is what Lane Kiffin strikes me as. The type of dude who goes to the grocery store, he thinks he's slick by picking the lane that looks like it's going to go the fastest, but oh no, oh no. Backfires. It backfires on him. And then he just makes a big, like, the big sigh, like, oh. It makes a big scene over the fact that his line is not going as fast as expected. I may or may not relate to that. The next game. So we're all picking uh, Ole Miss in this one based on that? Yep. Oh, based on that? Based on that. Yes. <laughs> Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. We'll see what happens. All right. Next game, Dennis. All right. Let's go to Virginia Tech UNC. Pick this game based on the coach that's already looking forward to basketball season. (laughs) I mean, the ACC champions are in Blacksburg. Yeah, man. 
It's, <sighs> and I'm sure Brent Pry is ready for this season to be over. He fixed a lot of these issues through, and, through, through, the, through the portal and through recruiting. And Mac already left Carolina once because basketball was too much of a focus. I mean, based on that criteria, I think it has to be Brent Pry. Yeah, I'm, I'm with on Brent Pry, not because I think he's looking forward to basketball season. It's more that Mac Brown might choke you if you talk about basketball as the season progresses. As you mentioned, in yeah. 1997, he leaves for Texas. I mean, it's Texas, okay? But part of the issue that Mac Brown had was that there was a continual focus on basketball, even though they were having a crazy historic year in 1997. So, yeah, I have a feeling that Mac is going to be really upset over the fact that more people are concerned as to whether or not live action with Hubert Davis is happening Friday night or not, which it's not. They're going to move it to next Friday. So by the power of deduction, we're going to go Virginia Tech. Right. But also, can we just take this time to quickly tip our hat to Carolina for embracing the live action moniker from the Final Four, from the championship game, from Hubert Davis, the interview that he had? Love it. Oh, it's it's. I love that they leaned into it. Yeah. Next up. All right, let's go. Wake Forest at Florida State. Pick this one based on the coach that's at the grocery store because they actually need milk, eggs, and bread. Not because of provisions, because of the storm coming. So but I'm here to actually get stuff I need. So who really wants to make French toast this weekend? That's what you're saying? It's not because of the hurricane? It's not because of snow mm-hmm. or any of that stuff? Who actually wants to make French toast? What do you got, Joe? Hmm. It's hard for me to pick against Dave Clawson, but I also know he's like the most prepared person in the history of the world. So I somehow doubt that it, he ever reaches the DEFCON 2 of needing groceries. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to have to go Mike Norvell, who's so locked in on the portal yeah. and trying to find his next group of players that, yeah, it would totally escape his brain. And his wife would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to need you to go stop at the store before you come home at 4 o'clock in the morning. Dave Clawson strikes me as a guy who shops at Costco or uh, the other big box store and has three fridges, three freezers. Also has the Amazon drone just dropping groceries. Easily. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Mike Norvell on this one. So give me Florida State based on that criteria. All right, next up. All right, let's go to Cardinals at Panthers. Let's go NFL. Let's go this based off the coach that has the most batteries and flashlights. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Cliff, does, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have any of that. Does, does Cliff Kingsbury look like a guy who has any of that stuff? He's the, he's the dude who shows up to wherever he's going to be looking like he just got off a plane, looking all GQ, but that's all he's got on him. That's all he's got on him. He's like, well, hey, man, don't you need X, Y, Z? He's like, it's all good. I look good. I feel good. It's like very Matthew McConaughey about this. Now... Yeah, Matt Rule is definitely a guy who has all the batteries necessary. And I don't know, Dennis, maybe you can do your Matt Rule talking about how, like, well, you know, I got my C's for the radio just in case. I got my double A's to, to replace the, my, to, to, to replace, uh, the mouse. I, I got a separate freezer just the double A's. <laughs> That's really all I have. <laughs> at the end of the day. At the end of the day for us, yeah, at, we at, use batteries that are for our flashlights. At the end of the day, you need those 9 volts because you never know when your smoke detector is going to start beeping at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right? That's Matt. That's totally Matt Rule. He's they rank fifteenth in the NFL in battery preparation. <laughs> He's using Duracell because you know they actually have you know whatever percentage drop off. X Y Z. All right, do we have any more? We have one more. All right, one more. All right, NC State at Clemson. The coach most likely to have drank all of their beer before the hurricane arrives. Oh, yeah, that's Doran. 
Doran's... Yeah, Dabo probably doesn't even drink. So, yeah. Doran. And it's all old Tuffy. Might be a coin toss, but... Yeah, I think so. That boy f strikes me as someone who would be like, okay, he, he'd be like me, right? Like, uh -huh, I'll believe your storm. It's the second storm, not the first one. Oh. But he would wait, you know, and then he'd celebrate. He wouldn't preemptively celebrate. Okay. I think I think Dave's just... It's been there before. I think Dave's just knocking it back because he can, much like me. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Steelers, but you can also catch her on Get Up, where Mike Greenberg's going to ask her all sorts of football takes. Um, before we get started, we, we got we got there. Pumpkin spice latte? Is that some bad Steelers coffee? Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? It, it, is, it is Steelers coffee, but it's not bad because, listen, our media room got moved from inside the facility uh, during COVID. The O-line took it over, and mm -hmm. I'm not taking anything back from 300-pound men. So they moved us. <laughs> across the parking lot to the indoor redid a racquetball court that bill cower had put in yeah and in addition to that they gave us this very fancy coffee machine where i can get anything from a pike place um with a lot of vanilla creamer to mm. just a straight up vanilla latte an energy shot you just press a button and it grinds the beans right there we gotta talk to management about getting one of these in the office. I mean, because I, I can't because Jillio's problem is that around two thirty every day, I can see the energy level just dipping. Okay. Listen, to get here, I just want you to know we were not always in this place because we were also in the racquetball court last year. Yeah. It had not been renovated. I bought a single serving Keurig that we put on the floor because we couldn't like stretch a cord to sit on a table, so we had floor coffee. I'm gonna need so you to point so we could do the Spider Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding coffee. It's hard to point. Gilio did the same. Gilio did the same thing at PNC Arena when we couldn't get arena coffee during the playoffs. So he brought a single I, serve Keurig. And I tried what this week at NC State because all these late games and they don't have any coffee. Okay, what color is your single serve Keurig? This is important. No, oh, it's black like his heart. Is it black okay. or red? No, you got a you got a black one. Okay. You, yeah, you got a black one. I, but I bought one and then I had to return it because it didn't work. Uh... It was an, it was an a professional embarrassment for me, but. Wow, that's really. Brooke, tough. I already knew I liked you, Brooke, but beautiful. this is this is big time now. <laughs> this is, now it's solidified. Oh, thank yeah. God, I'm so happy. Yeah. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the OG, like she does every Thursday. Uh, one college note before we move on to the pros. Uh, you were in Chapel Hill this past weekend. And, it was. And, yes. And did did you feel the need to have a players only meeting after that defensive effort against Notre Dame? Yes, um, I wish I would have been invited. I mm -hmm. may not be a player anymore uh, or ever, but I, I had some words that I could have shared with them. Uh, that was, I had some conversations while I was in Chapel Hill, and mm -hmm. the overarching theme was it doesn't matter who's been recruited, who the defensive coordinator is, who the head coach is, this, or this team cannot play defense at all, ever. Oh. And I, I had forgotten because I had been watching Big 12 college football for so long mm -hmm. um, and didn't see any defense there. So I was like, surely my alma mater must be better at defense. <laughs> they're not. Um, if they want to go to the Big 12, there are spots open and the style of play would fit really well. <laughs> Please tell me somebody in the DTH text thread, though, did mention that basketball season started on Saturday after that loss. Uh, no, not on the DTH thread because we're professionals. Um, but among my other college friends, yes, that has been mentioned. Okay. That's not, that's not true. I've been to DTH parties back in the day. There's no such thing. Brooke Pryor joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. She covers the Steelers for ESPN. Also catch her on Get Up. Before we even talk about the Steelers 
right? Because they seem to have a defense, uh, even though their offense is the thing that's the problem. Uh, right now, it seems like Nick Saban's quarterbacks are running the world right now. Jalen Hurts has had the complimentary players around him in Philadelphia. They bet on Jalen Hurts, and it's paying off for him right now. Tua Tagovailoa in Miami has been, you know, they're not quite sure he's the guy, but let's see what happens when we give him Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, right, and uh, and go from there. I guess this is... I guess this is what NFL teams should do. If you have a project, build around him, see where it goes. Why don't more NFL teams think like this? You know, I, I think that, sorry, I've got a train coming by because I'm in Pittsburgh. Uh, and that's just how, <laughs> that's, that is common, unfortunately. But I'm going to yell. Uh, because I do think that more teams should be doing this. When you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, you have the draft capital and the space to give him help. And I really like what we've seen some teams do as far as like Joe Burrow, you bring in his college wide receiver and Jamar Chase Tua, you give him uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts, you give him uh, Devontae Smith, like give them guys that they are comfortable with because there's a lot of new uncomfortable things in the NFL. It's not a problem to give them a security blanket if you can, if the opportunity presents itself. I, I think that it's huge. I also think it's funny that I feel like we've got a battle of like Lincoln Riley quarterbacks versus Nick Saban quarterbacks mm. and then Jalen is like the combination of the two like he is the chosen one and I wouldn't have said that even three weeks ago in fact I said to my husband I'm just not sold on Jalen Hurts and then he went out there on what like Monday night football and just made me look like an idiot yeah. um as it's not hard to do uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that Nick, Sa Nick Saban is weird. You know, I think he's got something figured out. Who, who would have thought? Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the OG on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. It's only week three, Brooke. Three games in the books, right? There's only two 3-0 and teams and one 0-3 team. Pete Rosell has got to be up there or down there smiling his ass off at this, right? But, but is this good? Do we want everyone to be the same? I don't, I understand that parody can make it more fun week to week, but like it's also fun when there's a villain or when there, when there's a group of villains and then also a group of people that you just kind of kick around. Um, it makes, first of all, it makes power rankings a lot easier. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a challenge, but yeah, I am surprised that there is so much parody already um, I, I don't like it, but also at the same time with the salary cap going up every year, I mean, this, I guess it was inevitable in some ways and it's a copycat league. I feel like I'm Mike Tomlin saying that, but it's true. I mean, everybody is trying to catch up with the Joneses, catch up with, with the chiefs, with the Rams. And so they're all starting to kind of build their teams the same way. Obviously they all have the same goals, but yeah, I think it just kind of, it makes it fun week to week, but overall I... I don't love it. I'd like to, I'd like to see a superstar team come out. I, I, I miss the chiefs of even 2018. They weren't, yeah. they weren't undefeated, but it felt like every game they were going to win. And Patrick Mahomes was going to do something crazy to make that happen. I don't feel like that team exists this year. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovia. She hangs out with us every Thursday. Week four of the NFL is about to get underway. 
I am curious in in your world of the Steelers division, how much laughing is taking place at the Baltimore Ravens expense, considering that Lamar Jackson is doing the very thing that everybody tried to tell them they were going to do. He's betting on himself. He's absolutely balling out. And I just see the guaranteed money racking up. What's what's going on here? You know, it's almost like they should have given him whatever he wanted a month weird. ago. Right. It's weird right. how that worked. He's doing what I wanted Baker Mayfield to do last year, what I thought Baker could do last year, mm -hmm. because he's a guy that's motivated by people doubting him. But like Lamar, even more so, like Lamar has the natural talents to back that up. And the thing is, he's doing the things that people said he couldn't do before. And now his game is even more well-rounded. I mean, I, I forget what the numbers were with him against the Blitz, but it's He's just playing next level. And I also look at what he's doing with his receivers being what Rashad Bateman and Dave, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> like, it is absurd how well he is playing. And I feel like the Ravens, they're not setting him up to fail because you, you don't want your franchise quarterback to fail. But in a lot of ways, like, they're doing the opposite of what, you know, the Eagles did, giving Jalen all the weapons, what, what the Dolphins did, giving Tua all the weapons. Baltimore's almost like, okay, fine. Like, you think you're great go out here and prove it. And we're going to give you, you know, some C-list guys and he's making them look like dudes. And I think, I mean, Rashad Bateman is not C-list, but he was unproven. Um, and so, I mean, I, I am just incredibly impressed with Lamar. Brooke Pryor, ESPN. So give us a vibe check as Joe has taught me in my radio career. Now, this is what the Utes, this is their so language. Young and hip. Yeah. Uh, give me a vibe check because I feel like I tried to fire Matt Canada like 85 times already. Um, what, what's the vibes like in, in Pittsburgh with the vibes offense are bad. and my vibes, dudes? Vibes are real bad. Vibes are off. The vibes are <laughs> off. The vibes, vibes are, off. are off. The vibes are, are not great for yeah. Matt Canada. They, they turned his headset off yet? They go full Bobby <laughs> no. Bowden on him yet or what? <laughs> you know, we just talked to him this morning, and I think he – I mean, he clearly realizes that there are people who – doubt him and vocally doubt him and are vocally frustrated with him because uh, one of the reporters asked a question. I don't even remember what the question was. I think it might've been, can you specifically tell us areas where you've seen improvement or it was, can you specifically tell us areas where you need to see more? But he asked for specifics and Matt just said, no. And then there was an awkward silence. Uh, I tried to jump in with a question and Matt cut me off and he said, I'm sorry, I, sh I shouldn't have been so terse. You know, I, I, I respect it. I respect and appreciate your question, which is a go-to of his. He respects and appreciates a lot and answers nothing. Um, and then kind of gave a decent answer and just said, I'm, I'm never going to go through specifics of plays. That's for in the room and not for you guys. So at least he explained his thought process. But like, I thought it was interesting this week in talking with Mitch Trubisky, he said the plays are on tape. Matt is calling good plays. He specifically said Matt is, is making good plays, making good decisions. We just have to execute it. And I think that was done in an effort to maybe neutralize the locker room a little bit or at least present a front that is more united than it's been in the last three weeks where there have been guys that are very frustrated that they're not being put in the right position. I mean, Deontay Johnson says, like, I can only go where the coaches tell me to go. He said that after every game. And so I think this was Mitch's way of being like, hey, guys, like, we're going to have to come together because the Steelers don't fire coordinators in season. And even, even like, swapping out Kenny Pickett would not do much for this offense. So we're just going to have to, like, grit and bear it. They need to silent fire 
Matt Canada. Just turn the headset off. Is it quiet quitting? Yeah, whatever we, quiet, whatever we come up quiet, with for firing. Quiet firing? Yeah. You silent, guys are so on top of the lingo. Firing. I'm yeah. really impressed. I've taught Chilew a lot. I've made him younger, even though I'm only four four years younger than you. Yeah. It's not that much. Yeah, the struggle's real. Yeah, it's true, which is weird because you think with a high, with two high schools, you'd be hip with the info. No, not at all. Okay, fair enough. I thought I'd be a TikTok star by now, but not really. There's still time. There's still time. I yeah, there is. There is. There is. We'll see what happens. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Steelers. Uh, you, you back on Get Up tomorrow? When, when, you, when you back on? I am. On? I am on tomorrow. I'm catching a flight tonight. Uh, Going to watch Thursday night football. I, I've i gotten two really good Thursday night games to talk about. Last mm-hmm. time I was on, it was Chiefs Chargers. This time I get Dolphins Bengals. I mean, I, it gives you a great jumping off point to launch into some conversations. Uh, I'm excited to break that down. We'll see. It we'll is, see what else Greeny lets me say. It is hilarious that division was positioned as, oh man, the Chiefs, look out, look out, and now things are just completely falling apart. And Russell Wilson's having sandwiches oh. that aren't sam- or that They're aren't dangerous. Spicy. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Danger witch. They're dangerous because it's I the the memes and the videos that I've seen of him being like a serial killer delivering that. I watch <laughs> a lot of SVU in my free time. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. I have heard that monologue. Like when that yeah. guy, William What's His Face, takes Liv captive, that's Russell Wilson. I need to see an overlay of him doing that and like holding Liv captive and telling her his plans while she's like handcuffed. To, to me, it's the ASMR of him eating a sandwich that's just too much. I'm just hearing the like, no, no. <laughs> And no, then there's I, the and and for Russell Wilson, it's like it's spicy. I look at the ingredients. What are the spiciest things? Pepper, pepper, pepperoni, and banana peppers. That's spicy to you, dude. Listen, but that's so Russell Wilson. It's get me. So Russell Wilson. It, it, you know what? He knows his brand, he does. and he leans into it. At least I'm. <laughs> I am choosing to believe that he does this on purpose. He had that joke yeah. at Eli Manning. Yeah. A plus to that. That was I, good. You know, he, yeah, he did. I mean, and then I Eli apologized. Like yeah, I know. What you There's and your people apologizing? Jeez. People. Yeah, Tar Heels, and now Eli by proxies, an yeah. NFL guy. I, Come on now. <laughs> I would claim Peyton before I would claim Eli. Okay, okay. Uh, that's fair. Because you know what? No, we don't apologize. No, ESPN, actually, we don't apologize unless I get a phone call, and then I absolutely do. <laughs> when Mickey Mouse says, "Hey, hey, hey, Brooke, it's it's time for you to apologize," that's when. And you then do you apologize. do, and then you, then you do. do, yeah, because you want that Disney discount. Absolutely. Oh gosh, if I could. Oh man, you know how many times I go to Disney with that discount? Let's go. Oh. I'm jealous. I'm jealous when Shannon Penn sends me. Pay. Hey man, I'm back at Rise of the Resistance. I'm like Shannon, don't tell me this. Don't tell me this. I'm All going right. in February. I'm going. If if you want to hop on a girls trip. The invitation's open for both of you guys. You guys can go to Star Wars, and we'll drink our way through Epcot. You got him <laughs> on that one. You got me on Russ. <laughs> you, got him. You, got me, you got me on that one. I'm like, well, can I make that work? I will, I will be in Tampa. I will be in Tampa for a kid hockey tournament. I don't know. We'll see. It's All right, just bro. a hop, skip, and a jump. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. It's true. I mean, if I'm going to be in the vicinity, I'm going to try to find a way to get to Disney, Joe. It's true. I have no doubt in your abilities to pull that off. I mean, I, I'm going down. I'm going to Tampa in about a month and a half for my brother's wedding. Don't think for a second I haven't tried to find a way to. Well, can I get out to the Magic Kingdom for a day? We shall see. I don't think I am, but it is what it is. Jeremy Markovich, the NC Rabbit Hole. He joins us every Thursday. 
and we've all we uncover weird sorts of stories related to the state of North Carolina or sometimes your own personal stories related to the news of the day. And, you know, it's sad, sad news that Coolio, musician, uh, passed away at age 59 yesterday. He was a heck of a lot more than just a guy who gave us Fantastic Voyage and Gangsta's Paradise. He had a bunch of hits, and he also was a little bit of an entrepreneur as well. As well. So, Jeremy, you got to take us back to a previous life of yours when you were on TV. Do I have this right? Yeah, I used to work uh, at, a, at a TV station in Charlotte. It was a produce behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a show that was on during the morning, and it was like they had different segments. People would come on and talk about whatever, and they had cooking segments. Sure. And so the traditional thing was, and I was like 29, 30 years old at this point. All right. Uh, was that whenever they were done with the cooking segments, they had a bunch of food, and they're like, "Well, who wants to eat this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll eat it." Like, like not like not like what is it? Who made it? Like, what are you like? No, I just they just put a plate of food in front of me, and I would just eat it. Like this sounds on this sounds like the most television slash radio station story of all time. If you put out yeah. free food, somebody's gonna eat it. I, I feel like I have like so many stories revolve around like food on a table that people picked up and ate yeah. from my time in radio and television. Sounds but, about right. But so so I just did it, and so and so somebody before I did this, somebody says you might not you might not want to eat that though, and I was like, what? It's just it's fish. It's fish. I'll just eat the fish. <laughs> so so I I just 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 housed this fish, mm-hmm. and and I I had known that you know every once in a while they would get like some just big name people that came in and like there was nobody that came in for a while and then on the same day coolio and rob schneider came in for a visit and they were on tv and unbeknownst i had gone in actually but coolio was a nice guy talked about his music was just friendly got pictures with everybody he was i mean just as nice as you could possibly be and so i went and met him really briefly we talked for a second i went back to the newsroom and anyway, somebody said, uh, you know who made that fish, right? And I was like, no. Like who? And, and they said, Coolio made that fish. And I was like, Coolio made the fish? Like the I, Coolio, I, yeah. Like, like that, that like cool, Coolio, like, like Gangster's Paradise, like Fantastic Voyage, Coolio made the fish that I just ate. And I said, yeah. And I said, you might want to watch the video of him making the fish. And I said, okay. So I watched the, 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 the segment of him cooking. And he was there because he had a, he had a cookbook out. Coolio had a cookbook. So he starts making the fish. And Rob Schneider is standing there just kind of doing color commentary. And he said, Coolio, um, you're, you're grabbing all the ingredients with your bare hands. Did you, did you wash your hands? And Coolio kind of just like ignored him and yeah. didn't really say anything and was like, whatever. He was in the zone and he was like, I'm going to throw, this is a direct quote from Coolio. I'm going to throw in a dime bag of garlic here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He made his fish. And it was, it was, you know, it was a, it was a fun segment that was memorable for television that if you were around in 2010, you remembered. I had no idea that A, Coolio had made this fish ostensibly without washing his hands. And then B, that this fish had been sitting around for, I don't know, an hour or two. Um, I just ate it. And so things started to happen. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is, this is, I have to put on a show here in about an hour. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, <laughs> Howard through and got to the end and was luckily okay. And I ended up writing about it and it gave me the greatest headline that I have ever written or will ever write, uh, which is Coolio's fish took a fantastic voyage through my bowels. And you could read it at the NC rabbit hole. Go to ncrabbithole.com. The name of the book was called cooking with Coolio five-star meals at a one-star price. It was. Yeah, it oh. was. 
I forget. I forget. It was like it was like tricked out tilapia. I think was the name of the. Dish. Oh, you hate <laughs> tilapia, Jeremy. Jeremy, come on, man. I didn't some know. Some of this is like, it's like some of this is like, yeah, this was all cool. No, actually, Jeremy, this sounds a little bit like it was your fault. <laughs> I mean, you equal, problem. Both parties were at fault. I think. No, I don't know, man. No. I don't know, I mean, Jeremy. Also, tilapia is fish. You don't like, like fish is tilapia. Tilapia is fish. It's just what it is. It's the chicken of the sea. All right. Yeah. It's the I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, Jeremy. I'm, I'm glad you recovered. I'm glad you're still here, man. From I'm all right. From the fish taking it. a fantastic voyage through your bowels. And we will check in with you next week. All right. We'll do all right. it again. Jeremy Markovich, SC Rabbit Hole.